0: Close your eyes and think about Flowers Drive. If you're driving, walking, or biking from Irwin Road, on your right, you will have the back of the Trent Building, the back of the hospital, the Allen Lot, and eventually Chapel Drive. You may or may not have noticed that along the way, on your left, are the beautiful Sarah P. Duke Gardens.
1: If
2: you are driving across or walking across from, say, Admissions, at the circle, walking across Chapel Drive, across this land bridge that, that the road's built on, and you look to the right and you see Duke Gardens. You know, There's this really old decrepit sidewalk that goes down the hill and it doesn't really connect to anything. It's what should be a beautiful campus drive which has been turned into a functional parking lot. So it's really how do you really connect, say, the chapel and the terraces in the garden? and How do you better connect the hospital with the gardens? How to make, a, make it more accessible, how to make it more friendly, too, is how do we make that a, a more functional but also a more more beautiful connection for people?
0: Hi, I'm Camila Vargas, and this is Curtin. A show where we examine those things that usually go unnoticed, but that are constantly shaping our experience. Kerning is a space to think about design at Duke. Stay with me, and maybe, by the end of the show, I may have changed, albeit in the tiniest bit, the way you think about your world. Today's show is about Duke's landscape architecture.
2: I'm Mark Huff. I have been at Duke since 2000. I'm the university landscape architect. Everybody interacts with the landscape at Duke. There's not, any, there's not anyone that doesn't somehow involve themselves in the landscape. Quad, East Campus, Crown Commons, for instance, which is the new space next to the Broadhead Center. The Pond was a, a, you know, big one. The area by French Science Center, you know, Science Terrace, from the building up to Science Drive, been very involved in all the work that's in athletics. You know, all of that public realm has basically been changed. CMAS, that that whole area between Hudson and and CMAS used to be Science Drive used to run right through there, and we turned that in, into a, you know, a public open space. You know, that to me is like what landscape architecture is, is is all about.
0: By now, you may be wondering, what is landscape architecture, and how is it different from regular architecture?
2: The way I say it is, um, architects design the buildings, and landscape architects take care of everything between the buildings, is the landscape architects do the really important stuff, which is the spaces that people move through, the connections between buildings, uh, preserving the trees, planting new trees, figuring out where the roads go, the sidewalks go, the pond goes, all, all of that stuff.
1: I mean, if you, if you think about, uh, you have the buildings, but then you have all the space between the buildings.
0: That's Paul Manning, Duke's Director of Project Management.
1: So even if the buildings are different, what ties the buildings together is the landscape. All of that connective tissue between the buildings is what holds everything together. So that even if a building is different than the one next to it, it's still got the Duke connective tissue so that the campus, the horizontal surface that you're walking on to get from the vertical building to the vertical building, you always know that you're on Duke's campus and that entails everything from the signage uh, to the kind of street lights that you use, the pedestrian lighting that you use, uh, the Duke's, I mean we use a lot of Duke stone in the landscape so that even when you may not have a building in your view, you still might see a a Duke stone wall next to you or Duke stone bench next to you. It
2: is the arrangement of the buildings.
0: That's Mark Huffigan.
2: It's obviously the trees, it's the trees, it's the plant material, it's the open space, but I think more importantly, it's the tactile elements, it's the paving, it's the benches, it's the um, experiential things, the lighting, which is obviously critically important when you're dealing not only with safety. But you're dealing with creating ambiance and more or less a, a 24-hour environment in the more public spaces. So if if you look at at Crown Commons, for instance, which you know that that area, you know, it's like how do you take what was was a nothing space? I mean, it was basically bare and long, and and then you populate it with. Um, you know, with benches and furniture and, and, and lighting and paving and steps and railings and all of the things not only that make it functional, but really make it beautiful and make people want to be in it.
0: This may be the first time you hear someone talk about Duke's landscape architecture, but the university has a strong and long-established commitment to the design of its environment.
2: You know, I will tell you one of the wonderful things about Duke is is from the administration and the board of trustees and everybody really values good design. It's part of the culture that quality is what matters.
0: Not only that, but as Mark Huff says,
2: there's great pedigree here in terms of landscape architecture.
0: In fact, in 1925, James V. Duke hired the Olmsted brothers to design the East and West Quads. The firm was widely regarded as the best one of its kind at the time. Frederick Olmsted Jr., the son of the famous landscape architect who designed Central Park and another of the firm's partners, Percival Gallagher, laid down the original plans. But this commitment is not only one that goes way back in history, but one that has to be thought about way into the future.
2: So I did a landscape master plan and a set of design guidelines for East maybe 10 years ago or something. And one of the things that, that I had, set, had laid out was the need to put trees in there.
0: Yes, if you haven't been here for too long, East Quad did not have trees before. And if you've been here for so long, you no longer step foot on East, you should go check the new trees on the
2: Quad. So after all these years, that was sort of sort of phase one of what we want to be. So in in 15 years, when those trees really get bigger and they shade the, the walkways and you frame the view down to Baldwin and it just feels much nicer I think.
0: Did you hear that? The master plan was laid out about 10 years ago and we have to wait at least 15 years for the landscape to look just like it was designed to look.
2: One of the things landscape architects say is that you know you you never really see your project for 30 years.
0: So yeah, Duke's breathtaking landscape architecture is a product of years of planning and designing, of planting and waiting. The connective tissue that makes us feel at home has been carefully designed, planned, crafted, and cultivated. So next time you're walking on campus, look around you and think about all those elements, the benches, the railings, the trees, the flowers, the stone, the pathway, the stairs, the lighting, All those things that make Duke, Duke. And think about how someone at Duke is in charge of making that space look just right. So if you notice something different, something new, something interesting around you while you're noticing the design that surrounds us, please share it with me at kerningpodcasts at gmail.com. That is K-E-R-N-I-N-G at gmail.com
1: twice sleeping on rooftops, talking to the nightcards.
2: I'm feeling good.
1: I'm feeling good tonight. I'm not afraid
0: of the dog now. This is a Hero Duke original podcast produced by me, Camilla Vargas. You can find this and many other student-produced podcasts at at hereatduke.org. That is H-E-A-R at duke.org. The The music for this podcast was provided by Pottington Bear. This song is a student production by Apartment X. You can find them on Spotify and follow them on Instagram.
1: I'm feeling good.
0: Special thanks to Paul Manning and Mark Huff for sitting down to talk to me about design.
1: I'm not as scared as a dark now Spin the city scape in the dark clouds Watch the street feel it all, it's good Watch the street from up here, it's good I've been swimming in murky waters I've been swimming in murky waters I've been swimming in murky waters But I'm feeling good I'm feeling
2: good tonight When you think Abel Quad is named for the architect Julian Abel, but what you're standing in is really, it's space that was shaped by the architect, but it was designed by the landscape architect. Yes, it's deservedly named for Julian Abel, but let's don't forget the landscape architects.